0: This is NewTaku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers. We're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter, at or email us questions, and show requests, clothing requests, <laughs> what pants I'm going to wear. Right now I'm wearing shorts, because it's going to get hot in here, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But you can send them at nutaku 2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. Go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, pretty please. Subscribe and share. I'm Jim. And I am Frank. Frank, how was your week this week?
1: it's uh, a good question. Mine was pretty good, you know. Catching up on, on the shows that we're reviewing today was probably the bulk of it. Reading a little bit. I had work. It was kind of a standard week. Nothing really to to highlight for me personally. Um, I have been doing a fair bit of running. I'm proud of myself. I was able to run for 22 minutes straight, which is the longest that I think that I have ever been able to do it since I was young. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. That was an accomplishment. Other than that, standard week. How was your week, Jim?
0: went and saw the baby Frank I have a new baby nephew and he went and saw the baby his name is Roland the baby Frank he was almost called Wolfgang the baby if you can believe that but he will always be part of the Wolfgang to me Frank is welcome to this world Roland James the baby
1: I like I like the full title is that is that what's on the uh, on the birth certificate because I feel like that might not age well
0: but Roland James. Roland James the baby. Yeah, when he's Roland James the adult, he has to change it. <laughs>
1: he has to legally, like, figure out how to navigate the system so that he
0: can successfully change it to the adult. His last name is actually Zababe. <laughs> that was a bad one. Well, we got a bunch of news and announcements and previews that are out there, but we will all go We'll go into every single one of these things that
1: we're going to talk about
0: next week, because today is the day, Frank. Today, it is time for our best of spring 2020. Frank, round of applause.
1: Woo! Sound off the trumpets. We'll
0: see if we really want to celebrate once we get to the end. Uh, we have rules. I love rules. Frank knows I like rules. Shows that we watched helps, so go back and listen to our Spring 2020 Selection episode for how we ended up with this list. Legally streaming on services we have. They include Amazon Prime, Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive, for that adult content. Hulu, Netflix, and YouTube, for kind of adult content. And the core season or series has to have ended in Spring. So, with that being said, let's give our quick thoughts on our carryover shows, which are carrying over into summer. We'll start with your show, Frank. The Basketball Boys, A Hero No Sora. Go
1: yeah, ahead. the Basketball Boys. I've been watching these boys play basketball for uh, what seems like forever now at this point. Um They did a thing where they, you know, there was a point in an episode that happened, and it got really serious, and it seems like the vibe of the show has now changed. And to almost illustrate that point, Almost everybody on the show got a haircut. So all the characters kind of look different now. Um, Some people, it's mostly like everybody has shorter hair. Like, you know, instead of being stylized or something like that, they either shave it off or they, they you know, take the little scissors to it. A little bit of a spoiler there. I'm sorry if if, uh, people are mad at me for revealing that they got a haircut, but some of the characters did. Um, I'm still enjoying it. You know, it's turned around... The, the show is, um, you know, it's fun. Uh, I, I like it when it's not uh, taking seven episodes to complete a single match. That's probably my only really gripe with this show right now. But the past five or six episodes, there hasn't been a whole lot of basketball. So take that for, for what it is. Maybe the show isn't as much about basketball as I thought, but I uh, I'm enjoying it.
0: That's a good sign for me, because we will have a full week until we get shows for summer, so maybe I'll get caught up on that. But the, next, the next show is Fruits Basket Season 2. Frank, sure, so hit.
1: Fruits Basket Season 2, uh, very much like a Heronisora. I don't really have many complaints about it. Um, not to get into a whole thing, but I mean, it. Uh, it seems... Slightly different from last season in that it, it's, it's sacrificing individual episodes up until a point for kind of a larger arc that they're focusing on. Uh, the past couple ones have highlighted, you know, uh, different characters and interactions between certain ones, which is, I think, part of my favorite. Like, that has to offer with the show. Um, so they haven't completely abandoned it. And it has the ability to do so. you know this is a show that knows that it's going to be able to stretch to two cores. You know we're getting twenty four episodes. Uh, so it, it can be slow and i'm I'm fine with that. you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that. i I've, I've been enjoying it.
0: Just to, to define what a core is, a core is actually third twelve or thirteen episodes. So if it's it does cores don't stretch. so fruits basket season two is a full season it just counts as one season. That's one season. So when you look back at, say, for example, Attack on Titan season three, it's actually two cores composed one season. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So it's split up. But Fruits Basket is one season. It's not considered cores. But we definitely did get a tone shift in the last couple of episodes. And we also got the overall direction of the show, which has kind of been lacking. But we've got more interactions with the big bad, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks And we have a direction this is going to go in Toru's main purpose in this show. I don't want to give too much away. But I will say, I still fucking love this show. It is so good. All right, Frank, let's talk about our categories. Now, we have categories. We've added a couple, and we have to talk about one of them. So, our categories. We're going to have best male. We'll do best female. Let's talk about this big one. Best worst villain. So... We are not going to reveal the possible nominees or winners of Best Worst Villain because we will absolutely spoil something. So, it's up to you, Frank. Do we hold on to this precious gift that we can give to the people and keep them thirsting for it for two months? Or do we do a full-on spoiler giveaway or full-on spoiler reveal after we sign off, this is completely. I say program.
1: we hold on to it like a gift and allow people to digest, you know, the shows this season because maybe they haven't been able to watch them, and we'll see. So we'll revisit it. We'll do it like we did the uh, the voiceover category or the new category that we had we had uh, put up. So.
0: Voice actor. Voice yes. actor, yeah.
1: Because um, I think that'll be fun. And then at that point, nobody can really blame us if we spoil something because you had more than enough time to catch up on, on these
0: shows. Yes, that's good. good point. Excellent point. I am right along with you. I love torturing people, especially in passive-aggressive ways. So, yes, you'll not find out who the best-worst villain is unless you listen for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um. And you talked about the uh, newest category, which we decided on a whim last in last week's episode. Go check it out. Best performance by a voice actor. If you want to know what we nominated and what won <laughs> uh, Winter, go check out our last episode. Let's talk about the rest of these. So, we have two music categories, and we've talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again, because not everybody listens every week, so maybe we have some new listeners Most anime have original songs, and they get heavy airplay and high CD sales in Japan. I experienced this in a restaurant, and we heard, and I've talked about it before, I heard the theme song to Fire Force, and I was pretty excited about that because I'm a dork. But, so we have, they're often commercial hits, unlike the United States. So we're going to do both Best Opening Theme, which is generally abbreviated as OP, Opening Performance, or Best Ending Theme, which is generally... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> I drank a lot of coffee, and I just ate a big pile of noodles. The best E-D, which basically stands for E-Ding eh, Theme. So we're going to go for that. We can do that as well. Uh, we have our Nutaku Mox Award. It is the award for absolute mediocrity, the most anime, anime to every anime, anime that's ever animated ever. It's complete, absolute middle of the road. Uh, new category for 2020, most memorable scene. We started this last time. Now, this is something for uh, from one of our shows that has or will stick with you as a defining memory of that show. So it's not necessarily good or bad. So let's give some examples. Let's think of a good example, Frank. Here's one. Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time. Great example of a memorable scene, right? You still think about that the first time you saw it. How about a bad scene? The big old raping scene in Goblin Slayer. Everybody remembers oh, that scene. It fucking sucked. <laughs> so there you go. So it can be either good or bad. Uh, we talked about voice actors. Uh, we're going to do best episode of 2020. Best show of 2020. Spring. Sorry, I didn't say spring. And the winners will go against winners from winter, summer, and fall of 2020 to name the best of 2020 as chosen by Frank and Jim of the Newtaku Anime Podcast. And now, our official Newtaku ranking system. And then I'll get a break from speaking (laughs) for a while. Masterpiece. This is the best you can get. Will be remembered forever. Must watch. You must watch this show. Something you will gladly recommend to your friends. It's all good, man. Very enjoyable show. Maybe wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Mocks. Very anime, anime, if I ever watched anime. Pure Mediocrity, as of course, named after Midnight Occult Civil Servants. Not good. Would not recommend. And our last is, I'm canceling my subscription. The worst possible ranking you get. Fuck this fucking show. And we will break down all our winners at the end of the reviews. So, as I must tell everyone, and I feel I should tell everyone, this is our opinion. Don't get angry if we disagree with you. It's okay. We're probably just joking do not harass voice actors online because you hate what their characters did on tv please that's my advice for life
1: yeah Frank, I, agree. Were, I, I, <laughs> I agree i i agree completely i mean there's no reason to really harass almost anybody in life let alone people who voice cartoons that you watch and you know they're, they're the people who voice these characters i'm sorry to say but the characters aren't real so i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry to
1: kind of pull the curtain up on some people. They might be shocked to hear this as they're listening. But, uh, yeah, some of these, they're, they're not real. So it's, uh, you know, it's,
0: don't, don't get too mad. <laughs> uh, so as always, we go through this. Have you been watching anything that isn't on our watch list relevant to our podcast? Uh, no, I have not. I have the House Spirits of to Tommy John. So I finished it. Uh, it's I'm, I talked about it. If you listen back to our first review uh, or, of spring, I said that it was really bad. It was not funny. But it became really funny by the end of it. It's like pure satire in modern J- Japanese pop culture. I actually commend it. They're only like five minutes apiece. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, now let's dive into our spring season. So, of course, during, as every advertisement An email I've gotten from a corporate entity has explained to me, during these trying times, uh, our spring season and probably summer, fall, maybe even to 2021, has been affected by COVID-19. There have been lots of delays in rescheduling. So we're going to give some quick thoughts on the shows we selected for spring that have been delayed to summer 2020. So I'll list them like I do with our first impression episode. I'll list them and I'll give a brief. Synopsis and Frank, you comment Okay. okay? So we'll start, we'll do it alphabetically. We'll start with Apari Ranman. It's a samurai and inventor get lost in a storm and wash up in California during the turn of the 20th century. They enter a cross-country race to earn money so they can go home.
1: Sure, so uh, from what we've seen, I think there was two, maybe three episodes so far. Uh, I think this has the potential to be a lot of fun, and I think it has the potential to actually be a really good show. Um, it's very stylized. It doesn't seem like it's skirting the line between, uh, not being offensive. So far, it doesn't seem like it with some of their kind of, uh, characterizations or at least like depictions of characters that we have seen in like the OP and things like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm excited. It kind of sounds like wacky racers. Uh, it, it has, like I said, has the potential to be really good.
0: And when you say offensive, you mean like racial stereotypes and whatnot. That's what it seems like the lot, Yes, that's right? correct. Next, Next up time. is Diary of Our Days at the Breakwater. This is a show that I selected to watch. It is my fish girl show. A girl moves from Tokyo to a seaside town that she used to visit as a child and gets convinced to join the fishing club. It is made, it was produced by the cute girl specialist studio, Dogokobo. And I really enjoyed this show. Uh, It's cute and funny and educational in a way that another Doug Kobo show we reviewed, Asteroid in Love, completely missed what they were attempting at. And I'm looking forward to watching more of this. This actually turned out pretty good. Next up, Frank. Gal and Dinosaur. We get a mix of animation, live action, claymation, stop motion, and puppets. And they tell the story of a gyaru girl, which is a girl who dressed like... It's a Japanese term that means a girl that dresses kind of like a Western style. And a dinosaur that she meets on the street. Uh, I don't
1: really care for this show. In fact, when it got delayed, I was kind of... I don't want to say I was happy, but I was uh, at best indifferent to it being delayed and thought that if it didn't continue on, that I wouldn't lose any tears over it. Um, it doesn't really like stand out for me in particular, and I think it's because the humor doesn't really resonate with me personally. Uh, I just kind of find it random, but um, yeah. That being said, I mean, I will will watch it. So there's that.
0: <laughs> I might, I might be taking up the uh, the banner on this one. It's uh it's weird. I definitely would say it stands out though. It's definitely different than everything else that's on there. Last on this one, Millionaire Detective, Balance Unlimited. A mysterious detective with access to unlimited funds joins a local Tokyo police unit.
1: This show, uh, just seems fun. It seems wacky. And, uh, if it really kind of leans into how ridiculous the concept is, which, you know, the first couple episodes seem like it will, then I think it could, it could be a, a great lighthearted show. I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything that we're going to be gushing about but i also think that it could just be lighthearted, fair. It could be could be a fun little action romp
0: completely agree on that one it's definitely colorful and fun and, and action-packed all right so one thing you'll notice listeners uh is that due to the restructuring of spring 2020 uh we lost, we have a lot less nominees this season uh i put all the nominees at the back just to kind of speed the process, because we are always learning here, Frank, and I think this might work out this way. And part of the reason for this is I think a couple of the shows were really strong this season, which we'll discuss, and some of the more promising shows got pushed back to summer. We might have they those shows might have had taken a lot of the nominations for Best Of this season. I have no idea. We won't find out until summer. But we're gonna dive right in and we're gonna start alphabetically. We're gonna start you ready, Frank? Oh, I'm ready, Jim. Are you? All right. I I I'm talking to Mile <laughs> a minute I, I got so much Let's caffeine. Let's go. Caffeine and noodles. <laughs> woo woo woo. Uh, first up on the list, Arte, streaming on Funimation and Hulu Twelve episodes, the studio seven arcs. The source is a manga by K. O. Kubo. Le Jones Historical and seinen, Frank, once again what's seinen, seinen?
1: it's uh meant for older people, a little more serious in tone.
0: Here's your synopsis. The story follows a young girl named Arte, and she works to become an artist of the time, battling gender norms and the expectations of her aristocratic family. Above all that, Arte just wants to follow her passion and become an artist.
1: Sure. So Arte is a bit of a weird one this season, because I liked the themes and the idea of the show more than I actually liked the show itself. So earlier on, you know, a couple episodes back, I had been very vocal about how I liked the setting, Florence. You know, it didn't hurt that I had just come from Italy when this show popped up, so it was kind of cool to see that. Um, and you know, it does it does give an attempt to kind of give a peek at what life is like during the appearance period, period of Renaissance, and it is somewhat informative. Uh, I think that it was a good choice to include a lot of struggles that women went through in that life, and it highlighted also the advantages and disadvantages of being a royal in this time. Uh, It has a positive message about allowing your hard work and dedication to a craft speak for itself, no matter what gender or social place you are, and I think it's a good message to focus on. That being said, this show is kind of dull. Uh, animation is inconsistent at best, and while they don't really go down a romantic path with student and teacher, which me and you had both kind of, uh, I think had concerns about, I don't think they uh, do a great job with much of the interpersonal development between characters outside of an episode or two each, so Arte kind of interacts with, you know, one or two people they focus on, and then she kind of just moves on to another part of town, or... What have you? Uh, because of that, the ending, in the way that it is structured, it kind of feels hollow and empty. But at the end of the day, I was not really expecting too much from this show. So I can't complain too much. Yes. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, keep okay, in mind, you. I guess we have, we should reiterate, uh, Jim and I are still not doing this in the same room, so.
0: And I'm recording on a pair of headphones with a microphone that are probably 15 years old. All right, so I enjoyed watching this show. It does have a strong fitness message. Uh, I enjoyed the environment of Renaissance, Italy. And Frank knows this: I did not enjoy the animation. It was straight, terrible at times. And listen, I don't believe every show needs fantastic animation to be good. Fruits Basket has very okay animation, but is one of the best shows we're watching. This animation was so bad that it's humorous at times. There's the scene where Leo is walking in the door and he actually doesn't—he just slides into frame. And there's a the scene where Arte is running down steps, but she never comes closer to you. She just slides down the steps with this wonky arm moving motion. Go on our Insta—follow us on Instagram. I posted both of the, both of these videos. This, I will go out on the limb and say this is probably the worst animated series we have watched since we started watching. Frank, yeah, I would,
1: I would probably agree with that. The only counterpoint I can, I can say is maybe that's just how they moved uh, during the Renaissance period. We, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they were really like digging in deep and did a lot of research there and they were just like, yeah, actually everybody just moved really awkwardly pulling my, my mind off the
0: walls here. It just blew
1: all over the place. <laughs> so maybe it's really some next-level
0: animation. <laughs> Alright. So, Frank, what's our new talkie ranking? Uh, ahead, I put go not first.
1: good. I you know wasn't really too into it overall. Like I said, I had liked some of the messages that the show had, but uh, it wasn't something that I was looking forward to towards the, especially towards the tail end.
0: I went with Mox. I like the story enough, but the animation was way bad, so the scales stand balanced. Completely middle of the road. How about a music break, Frank? Yeah, let's do it. I like music. It was all turn eight by hell, hell, equal, forward slash, forward slash. And that's the OP for Deep near. Deep near Streaming on Funimation. 13 episodes of Studio's Pine Jam. The source is a manga by Sun Takeda. Jones Action. Etchy. Etchy. Frank, etchy. etchy. playfully sexy. Mystery, seinen, and supernatural. Synopsis. Shuichi Kagaya is an ordinary high school kid in a boring little town. But when a beautiful classmate is caught in a warehouse fire, he discovers a mysterious power. He can turn into a furry dog with an oversized revolver and a zipper down his back. Is that was. He saves the girl's life, sharing his secret with her. But she's searching for her sister who he killed her family. She doesn't care how degrading it gets. She will use Shuichi to accomplish her mission.
1: All right, go ahead. So at times, I did not know what Kaliefner wanted to be until the very end of the show. So it was like, did it want to be a battle anime? Did it want to be, you know, this kind of etchy one, a dark mystery? It's kind of all these things. And it turns out that it is, in fact, all of the above. So it lures you lures you into the sense that you know what the, where the show is going and what sort of show it is until it does something to completely change your mind. So it is surprising in that regard, and it does keep it fresh from episode to episode. Uh, I will admit I have a bit of a soft spot for these types of shows, kind of the killer mystery game type animes, where it has kind of like the right blend of darkness and mystery that I enjoy in the story. Plus, this one adds a couple of pretty energetic and fun fight scenes. None of these scenes stay for too long, but they're enough to scratch that fighting and action itch. So this show benefits from being an amalgam of genres, and it's a unique one for this store, for this season. The stories left me pleasantly surprised, and the animation is not bad. So I don't know how it would stand out in a kind of a more even season of anime, because this one, you know, we had the delays and... Yeah, it's it's been uneven to say the least, but for this one, uh, it stands out in my eyes. So I I, I enjoyed
0: it. What about you, Jim? I, I I like the show. There's lots of puberty parallels in the show. There's lots of slimy female bodies entering Shuichi. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed most of the characters except for the main. I Didn't particularly like Shuichi, but we do have going into the end of the season uh, core. We have a new story involving his origin and the origin of his powers. Maybe it'll expand on his character a little bit. Uh, none of the enemies particularly seem evil. They all seem like victims. And were they drawn to the coins because of this? Uh, we eventually get an overarching big bad, and, which I'm pretty sure is the big bad, but we don't know because we know that this, and I said it after the first couple episodes, this show definitely seems like it's set up for the long haul at least another core, like another, like a full 26 episodes would probably be good for this show. But, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it. Uh, but like I said, I, Shuichi is wearing on me, and um, I'll tell you why in a second. But Frank, what is your new talk like? Right so, now? I
1: went with it's all good, and to speak to your points there a little bit, I do agree that so the characters do seem more like victims more than anything, and it does do a good job of especially later on, painting some of these characters in more kind of shades of gray rather than black and white, whereas, you know, some characters aren't quite what they seem, and, you know, maybe things are a little more complicated than just, hey, this guy's trying to fight me and steal my coins, which I did appreciate because I could see it falling into that trappings where it's just like, these are the reasons we're fighting. we got to fight for these coins. There's more to it. And, uh, you know, I like that. But, yeah, I went with it's all good. Would you go with, Jim?
0: I agree. It's all good. We have plenty of questions that I'd like to see answered, so that's a good sign. Um, I've mentioned this before, and even more so when you get some more reveals about the characters, and including Shuichi, who reminds me a lot of a character named Yuki from Future Diary. If you are looking for Future Diary Light, and I'm not going to compare these two because Future Diary is excellent, and we're not even there yet, this could be for you. It definitely has the full vibe of Future Diary. Doesn't seem like there are any villains until we, we will finally go find out who the villain is. And I'm gonna guess. I think it might be the girl. Ooh. That's my guess. I think she's evil. What's her name? Claire. Claire yeah. It. So that. This is completely. That's not. Yeah. Place. Yeah. That I'm doesn't. That doesn't
1: there. really uh, go into spoilers or anything. It is kind of cool. So that's like one of the things where it They do do a good job of twisting and turning things where you think that. Somebody is a certain way, and uh, it turns out that they're not, and I like that. I like shows that are able to do that, especially uh, with that sort of consistency. A lot of twists and turns. I'm here for it.
0: Another music break. Oh, break. you ready?
1: Oh, I'm ready.
0: Let's do it. As he sounds, that's the OP for Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2, or Kaguya-sama wa Kokura Sentai, Tachi no Renai Zunusen, or Kaguya wants to be confessed to, The Geniuses War of Hearts and Minds. Studio Funimation, 12 episodes. Studio's A1 Pictures, the manga, is by Aka, Akasaka. In the Jones, we have comedy, psychological, romance, school, and seinen. Synopsis. All's fair when, lo- when love is warm. Two geniuses, two brains, two hearts, one battle who will confess their love shirt. First, Kaguya and Miyuki are two geniuses who stand atop the prestigious Academy's student council, making the new elite among the elite. But it's lonely at the top, and it's just falling for the other. There's just one huge problem standing in the way of their lovey-dovey bliss. Both are too prideful to be the first to confess their romantic feelings and thus become the loser in the competition of love. And so begins their daily schemes to force each force the other to confess first frank we're gonna play a little game but i'll let you give your review first go right sure. ahead so
1: this show for loyal listeners will know that season one jim and i have gushed about almost non-stop it's probably one of the top shows that we've watched on for this podcast and i am sorry to say that with this season this review will be absolutely no different. I have basically no complaints about the show. I think it took what made it great for season one and didn't really change anything, which is not bad at all. If anything, the animation seems to have improved. The characters have the benefit of season of development and behind them, and we get more layers added to most of them. The new characters that are added that we do get, they add more to the story, and we get another banger of an OP. I mean, the show is consistently funny. Every episode is a, is a treat. It surprises in a way that switches styles between each segment. Uh, it also surprises me how quickly it can go from a funny and silly show to a dramatic and heartwarming one. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't really have anything negative to say. Here's hoping for season three.
0: Okay, Frank, do you have your phone handy? Uh, uh, I can have it handy, yes. All right, go get your phone, because I'm going to send you something, and we are going to have you describe it to the listeners as you see it, okay?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I just got a, uh, uh, actually, I picked up my phone, and I got a notification from McDonald's, so I get, buy a 10-piece Chicken McNugget and get one for 50%, 50 cents off.
0: I know. Sweet.
1: That's a pretty good one.
0: All right, so it's out in space somewhere. It's on its way to you.
1: Um, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, I got. I got a video.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. Now describe to this. You know, pause it as you need to. Describe to our listeners what I sent you.
1: Uh, so you sent me what looks like. Uh, <laughs> I can't see it fully. Uh, but it is a. It is a. Well, I can see it fully, but it's like. Me so I don't have an iPhone, which has been a thing between yeah. Oh this is terrible. <laughs> Alright, cut this all No, I think this is funny. Cut um It's it looks like somebody being crushed by 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 a red balloon. You recognize know, <laughs> that person? Uh
0: no I can't, it's all blurry. <laughs> what am I looking at here, Jim? It's from Kaguya's son of Love is War. You're acting like he didn't even watch the show.
1: I can't see. Oh, he's get.
0: This yeah, no, no, no. I, no, no, I see by it a balloon. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> no, now I'm you silly. see it? Okay. That was a great <laughs> segment. Hold on. <laughs> let me send you the second part of it. Now I'm going to send you another video. And I want you to describe it to our listeners without me describing it like you just did. But this is coming from YouTube, so you should okay. be able to watch it.
1: Now I'm waiting for it to come in. It has not arrived. There. Uh, okay, so I got the link. Let me see here. And I'll click on it and make sure it's not on.
0: Now I'll describe this clip that I sent to you real quickly. Uh, this one is from one of my favorite television series and the show that triggered my love for all things strange, the classic spy sci-fi series, The Prisoner.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah, in the clip, it's it's a man running around from the balloon, and the balloon is coming down, and he's trying to dodge it, and he's unable to, and then his... (laughs) Okay, cool. Then he gets, like, stuck in the balloon, and he's basically trying to, to get out of it, much like in the Love is War clip. That's... So that's really cool. Like, obviously, that was done on purpose as an homage to this. But I would never have picked up on that. Like, what a what a deep cut, especially for this
0: show. Right. Like, I cannot express how much I love this show. Check mark every like every single check mark you could have for a TV show is hit. We get great animation, great art style, great humor. We get pathos. We had a sad episode, Frank. You get great story, great voice acting. You get a reference from a 68 television show that no, I was texted to my two friends that would know this reference. I sent them to, and you, of course, too, but you didn't know the reference, but I sent them a message, and I was like, imagine, I am thinking of myself as one of 20 people in the entire world that got this reference. Do you know what I mean? Like, who else got it? It has to be people my age. Who else would get a prisoner reference? amazing like my I do have a huge problem with this though Frank they wrapped the story up so well and no spoilers but everybody dies at the end almost (laughs) but (laughs) I'm okay with them wrapping it up but I love the show and I want more of it but it was a perfect ending to the show it could end right now I don't think we're getting any more. but man what a fucking great show man yeah, I, I, I mean, I have to
1: agree. I'm sorry that I screwed up that segment, but <laughs> it was it, it, it no, was terrible. That's it. part of my charm, though, I mean, uh, <laughs> is just being a buffoon. But, yeah, I mean, the way that it ends does, if it ended here, and I guess that's like a testament to how much that I like this show and how well it's done. It's like you had said, if it ended at season two, I would take that ending and I would be happy – about the series as a whole, you know, but I'm hoping for season three. We'll see if we get one. I don't, I don't really know in terms of like where it's at with the source material, the manga. And like, if that's like part of it, it had like caught up or I I don't even know what's going on with it, but either way, I'm happy with whatever decision they make. I I can't get
0: enough of this show. And, you know, like part of doing this is that I have to research and stuff just to be able to answer questions and things like that. And, I tried my best not to get too much into Kaguya-san. I don't want any spoilers just because there is another season. But there's a big list of characters that we've never even glanced like or touched or brushed upon that could, pos- they could possibly do this forever if they wanted to. But if it was to end now, I'd be happy with it. Like, it's such a good show, and... I'll, I mean, a spoiler, but, uh, what's your new taku ranking?
1: So I went with Masterpiece, especially if you take into okay. consideration both season one and season two, like we were talking about. If you take this as a series as a whole and we don't know what the future of it is, but it does seem like it's potentially wrapping this up. I mean, back to back, they were basically must watch for me. And because of that, I think I'm going to elevate it to Masterpiece.
0: Yeah. I would, I, I mean, I think I threw Masterpiece around a little bit too early when we <laughs> first started this podcast. I'm going to say must watch, but as a series, this is like this is everything that's great about comedy, and I'm not a comedy guy. This is everything great about comedy. This definitely the series definitely transcends anime and I'll compare it to something comedic like One Punch Man season 2. This is something you could recommend to anyone who loves to laugh when they watch television. This show is so good. Like if we were to, we could do an episode like this should, should have been a standalone episode where we just talk about this. Cause it's not fair to everything else that went against it. It really it, isn't. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, w- w- the season suffered from the COVID, but like when we, from COVID-19, but when we started this and after like three episodes, you know, you are, you and I already knew that this was going to be the best show of the season. It was, there was no surprise about it. Everything that we expected came true they stuck with the same formula the exact same formula but it fre- felt fresh and new they added new characters but the new characters were all memorable muki's dad he was awesome the principal was in the show for five minutes he was dancing and it was great this is a great show yeah no I mean <laughs> I agree like completely
1: with all with all what you had said and I think it was really well well done I think we uh, we had been vocal on this before but this is this is definitely a show that transcends even, you know, anime. This is a show that you can have anybody watch, and I would have to imagine that they would like it, or at least find it funny. Like, its humor isn't based in anything. Uh, it's just, it's just straight up comedy. It's heartwarming. There's, there's nothing negative that I could say about it. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic show, and like you had said, when we were looking over this list to start, uh for this season it was almost like unfair to the other shows and i do kind of feel bad for other shows that have to go up against a show like this because uh from a like specifically like a gaming aspect and the way we kind of rank things and stuff like that i mean most of these shows it it was going to be hard for them to uh to kind of stand a chance i mean it is what it is
0: but that's how it
1: works sometimes
0: like, even a show that we love, uh, Bruce Basket, both of you and I both love the show. Like, even if that had ended this season, it would be difficult to go against Kaguya-san of love his work. Like, it's just, it's, every episode is just fantastic and structured well and they could all, every single second is its own little story. Some of them tied together. And we're going to talk about moments later, like best moments. Like, there's moments that aren't even on this list that we had to pick the ones that were the best moments. Not to spoil who we, who wins or whatever. You might pick something else, but, like, there's so much stuff that, like, you have to go back and watch it multiple times to remember them all. Like, of course, there's the prisoner moment, which didn't even make our list, because that's for me and the other 20 sci-fi geeks that get it. Like, I watched that thing three times. I was so shocked by it. I was like, what the fuck? The prisoner? In a show in 2020? I just wish- I wish the song was in there. Alright, let's- let's move on to the other- other shows that aren't going to win. <laughs> let's try it let's try a new let's try another song let's let's change the subject a little bit let's uh, listen to this bad boy <laughs> The C.O.P. to Kakushi Goto, streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes, the studio's Aijai Do, who did, is doing Ascendance of the Bookworm, uh, sources a manga by Kumita Koji, Jones, comedy Shonen slice of life, Frank, what's like... You know what, it's
1: everyday problems, it's everyday, everyday things. <laughs> I never heard that before, excellent,
0: Frank, good job. Here's our synopsis. The story follows a lonely mangaka. Kakushi Goto, who draws vulgar manga. The twist? Well, he has to hide the fact that this is his work, so that his young daughter, Ime, isn't exposed to its mature content. This slice of life comedy will explore the relationship between father and daughter and the plight of an adult manga creator. Craig, go ahead. So, Kakushi Goto
1: is the kind of light-hearted anime that I enjoy. It's, you know, it's sweet, it's funny, and has a lot of heart involved. I enjoyed a lot of what I watched and found the humor to be right up my alley. It showcases a really good relationship, and I think a pretty healthy one between a father and daughter, while also highlighting some of the manga industry in a pretty humorous fashion. Um, I think they did a good job of writing Hime, as she actually sounds at times like a a 10-year-old would, and the cast of characters surrounding them really helped to make this show a complete one. Uh, specifically the editor. He is kind of like dopey and fun and is always good for like a good laugh in, in the way that he, the hijinks he kind of gets into. Um, completely fun and lighthearted. I, I really enjoyed this show. I mean, if it, if it wasn't going up against, you know, Kaguya Sama, it's, it, it would be a strong contender for, um, you know, best show of the season, not to spoil anything, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it is—it it, kind of hits all the notes and and doesn't take itself too seriously. And, and there is a little bit of a, an emotional aspect to it that you know I'm not going to get too much into, but uh, you know, it, it pulled out the heartstrings a little bit. Uh, Jim, what'd you think?
0: I love this show. We get a little look into the manga industry, like you said, like comedically. Uh, the recurring characters were like consistent even until the final episode. It's very situational comedy. There were some Japan-specific jokes, but you know a quick Google search could figure that out. We'll talk about another show like that in a bit. Uh, I was a little turned off by the final episode to start off because it seemed a little dark and it was something that we didn't want to happen. But it brought it all together and it was cute and funny and heartwarming. And I definitely think you could watch this show with your kids. This is definitely something that you could both of you could sit down and the kids would laugh while you get all the inside jokes. Let's do the the, EDAVY, these, uh, Kimiwa Tenera, which I I haven't said any of the OP names, but we'll get to get to them at the end, by Ichi uh, Otaki. Frank, what's your new Taku ranking for Kakushi Goto? So this one I actually
1: put as must-watch. Like you had kind of uh, just said, you know, it is a show that I feel like everybody can enjoy uh, of all ages, and I think that most people can find something in it that they can kind of latch on to. You know, it's it's fun, it's lighthearted, outside of, like you had also said, the last episode is a little bit of a departure from kind of the previous 11, um, It's good, and it also doesn't require too much thought. You can kind of come in at any sort of episode, and I don't think you would be completely lost, but it does do a good job of building up if you
0: watch it in sequential order. So, uh, yeah, uh, must watch. What about you, Jim? Same thing, must watch. Cute, funny, heartwarming. Good. It's great. Very good show. I think I would recommend this to anyone. And you, did you enjoy the ED? The last ED? I hope you did, because here's a show about songs that don't have any in them. This song's called Listeners. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. It says there's 12 of them. Studios Mappa, who did Dororo, Kakagiri, Zombie Land Saga. Excellent shows, Excellent right, Frank? Shows. <laughs> source of the manga. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the source isn't in a manga. It's original. Jean Music. In a world without music, Yonko was there the day legendary player Jimmy Stonefree and his mecca disappeared while fighting the mysterious Earless. Ten years later, he meets an amnesiac young girl named Wu, who has an input jack on her back. Could she be a player like Jimmy? Together, they set off on a journey to unravel her past and save humanity. Frank (laughs) over there.
1: All right. So, you know, listeners, for me, started off strong. And it ended up losing me more and more as the show went on. So the battles, when there were some, were kind of uninspired. The mech design was dull, and the musical winks and nods ended up being a bit silly and heavy-handed at times. Uh, I didn't really particularly like any of the characters towards the end, and the story seemed unnecessarily sped up there's a certain point where it just kind of jumps forward, and I don't know if it's one of those cases where, you know, maybe they thought that they were going to go on and do, you know, more episodes or something, and then they were told that they weren't, so that they had to rush up. But there's a point where it goes from, like, 0 to 100 and not, not in a good way. Um, I did like some of the world building that was presented and kind of the lore or at least illusion of lore that the world had but it kind of wasn't enough for me to carry the show um, I don't say it would, was a pain to watch but it also wasn't at the top of my list in terms of excitement uh, I think it's just a show that had a fair bit of a potential in the beginning but just kind of ended off on a sour note and was I guess executed poorly what about you
0: Jim what did you think Frank, the tone of your voice, sounds like you might know what <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean. I have some guesses, but I'll... I'll look. <laughs> so we started this podcast about 15 mm. months ago, right? And we've watched a lot of anime. We've watched thousands of episodes and tens of thousands of hours. Can you believe that at this point? Between series, OVAs, movies. From the best to the best, we've watched Evangelion, Ghost in the Shell, Steinsgate. We've watched some pretty crappy stuff. You hated Fairy Lost. He despised it. I watched Kandagawa Jet Girls. We watched The Island of Giant Insects. But I have never watched a show that has left me more disinterested and questioning who or what this was made for than listeners. There's plenty of classic rock references, but none of the songs from the artists. We got robot battles with robots that looked like they were sculpted from Duplo blocks. Most of the characters are named after rock stars. Oh, cool, man. Oh, you got that underground cred, right, bro? I hate using this word, but I'm going to do it. This show fucking sucked. Big fat eggs. And spoiler alert, Frank, this may upset you a little bit. It may upset our listeners. I was typing a couple hours before we started recording. And not until I finished typing up my review for this did I realize that I completely forgot to watch the last two episodes of the show. That's how I didn't care about it. I don't know who it was for. It definitely wasn't for me. I really, really, really disliked the show so much that I am turning red in anger right now just thinking about how much time I wasted watching this show. Boo. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I went with not good. I, I just didn't think it was that good. I mean, I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Like I said, uh, I think it was something where I feel like the potential was there to start, and they kind of just botched it towards the end. So for me, not good.
0: I am definitely canceling my subscription over this. Now, think of the shows that we I just listed as bad. Candagawa Jet Girls. Now, as bad as that was animated in the CGI race scenes i actually cared about the characters a little bit island of the giant insects was so bad that it was funny like we laughed about how bad it was this i didn't laugh at it i didn't find a single bit of enjoyment of it they okay i'll give them a little bit of credit the original eds were pretty good everything else about the show i stuck around for 2 minutes of an ed every episode <laughs> All the music that they had was just inspired by real music, and it was not good. It was like weird. There was no lyrics. It, it's not good. The show, oh, pass, pass, pass. If I had a big hammer and a watermelon, I would smash it like Gallagher. That filthy racist. All right, next up on the list. Let me breathe deep, real quick. Let's get that out of me.
1: There you go. You could do it. You know what? That,
0: that, was, was, the ba- that was the bad. There we go. That with the bad air. the good air. <laughs> Chibato, President. It's time for battle, or Shachu, Battle no Gikandes. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes, the studio is C2C, who did Hattori Bochi. Source of the game, Jean, is fantasy. Based on the popular strategy game, Minato has become the new president of the Kibu Company. In order to be a good president and help the company grow, he must lead his party of adventurers through the gate and collect Kirakuri type of energy that is extremely valuable and fundamental to the city of Getepia. However, there are other companies vying for the chance to gather the kirikari. so
1: The show is completely unoffending. Animation and style is fine. Humor is fine. It has a very light storyline and the cute characters are cute enough. Uh, it's not particularly memorable to the point, much like you did with the last episode, Jim. Uh, I almost forgot to review this show despite the fact that I watched the last episode yesterday. Um, that's how much it was not on my mind. You know, it has a cutesy look and way about it. Uh, it looks at corporate work lifestyle through a fantasy video game lens. That's kind of funny. The art style is very generic, especially for the genre. Um, I can't say anything that is particularly bad about it, Besides the fact that it's just kind of boring, but it is humorous at times. And, you know, most of the jokes come from kind of the corporate drones and the structure of dungeons being in such a way that it is like a, you know, a corporation. And them kind of droning on about overtime and, you know, not getting paid enough and stuff like that. Uh, it's just,
0: it's just, yeah, Jim. It's, it's, yeah. I guess I enjoyed this show. Uh, if not for anything but the thickness of the ladies, we got some stacked babes in the show. Uh, they gave us, like, the tease of a big twist at the end, but it was pretty lame. The show was fine. What's your new I jacket, gave it right? mocks,
1: because, as I illustrated, it is uh, completely unoffending and also kind of forgettable.
0: I also gave it mocks. What can I say? This was an anime, all right. Uh, next up. Sing Yesterday for Me, or Yesterday No, uh, Wo Utate. Streaming on Crunchyroll, 12 episodes we were allowed to watch. We'll talk about that in a minute. The studio is Dogakobo, the Q Company. Uh, Sources, manga by Kei Tomei. Jean's drama, romance, seinen, and slice of life. Excuse me. I ate noodles. Kei Tomei's 18-year youth ensemble classic is its long-awaited animated adaptation. A story of love and humanity following poor boys and girls trying to live the best lives through hardship and turmoil. A small town on a private rail line just outside of Shinjuku. Minor understandings lead to big complications, and their various feelings become entangled. A story of daily life with 49 looking back and 51% looking forward. Frank,
1: So Sing Yesterday, for me, does a good job of making its characters feel real And focuses on a romantic situation that I think, I would say most people probably have been a part of in kind of all facets. Uh, It had me up until the point of the ending, and I think my final rating was affected by it. I appreciated it, but I felt like the ending wrapped things up a little too neatly, with the viewer getting kind of exactly... ...what they wanted, which seems to go up against the vibe of the last 10 or 11 episodes. So it was a bit of shift in tone, and it seemed sudden. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the characters and situations seem realistic, and it made it all the more appealing... ...as it was very easy to identify, or I think at least see characteristics and be able to identify yourself in them. And, you know, different parts of the characters... I think it excels at beefing up those characters, which is good because the show is basically people sitting down talking or standing outside talking. Sometimes they sit outside and sometimes, you know, they stand inside. So I, I, I actually felt like they were growing as the episodes went on and the overall story felt small and intimate. You know, we don't always have to watch a show with epic stakes and a cast of 15 characters with backstories and betrayals. Sometimes it's nice to kind of take a step back and watch something that feels personal in nature. I mean, the animation is average, but for a show like this, it doesn't really need to be anything special. Uh, nothing else really stands out for me. Um, I don't even recall any of the episodes really having an OP. If it did, you know, we only saw it once or twice. So I can't really say much to it besides its story. Uh, what about you, Jim? What'd you, what'd you think?
0: I, uh, I, I really enjoy these, um, everyday love story type, type, uh, anime. Uh, I, in particular, I, I enjoy, and I'm gonna humble brag, but, uh, being that I went to Tokyo and spent time there, like, you know, full week and a half in Tokyo, that when, there is something that's missing from American animation is realism and backgrounds, and, you know, anime in particular always has very realistic backgrounds. They almost, you know, champion having a realistic lifestyle and have realistic backgrounds. And at one point, you have uh, Riko and Shinako are in a in a park, and they're sitting in the park. And I'm this could be any park if it was in a, if it was an American animation, but in the background I see this like uh, goose boat in the background. I was at that park. It's Inukashiri Park. It's um, right outside of the Ghibli, uh, Ghibli Museum, where they're known for having these boats. And I was like. Holy shit. And then when I showed, I screen grabbed it, and I sent it to to uh, my wife. I showed it to her and she was like, I think we might have sat at that bench. I was like, I know, this is crazy. A little small little things like that is one of the reasons why I love anime. And now having gone over there, I'm a brag again. I, I really died. I'm really enjoying like background, really loving the background. And, but more about the show and more about the characters, I found Riko Shinako to be a bit painful to watch. They were so awkward. We get like situations where young adults act like shy teens and then the teens act like adults. And there's also a bit of it. Ah, oh, our internet went down. We just had a massive thunderstorm. That's terrible. Uh, so anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, age gap. That's right. Um, yeah, there's like a strange age gap, which I'm not sure how old these characters are, but whatever. We'll deal with it. It is a cute show. Haru is absolutely freaking adorable. And that final scene almost, almost, maybe tear up. And I love her. Her is amazing. But Seth, sadly, we're kind of left up in the air here. There are six more episodes coming exclusively, exclusively to Abemna TV. I'm assuming without subtitles. I did uh, download the Abemna app, and I mean, I'll see what's what's what when it shows up, and then maybe I'll I'll watch along and give people updates. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this show. Frank, what's your new of Rick?
1: I went with, it's all good. Uh, like I had said earlier, I wasn't too into the ending. I think it kinda, it just wasn't for me. And if the ending was a little bit different, it may have been bumped up. But, uh, yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah, same thing. It's all good. Good show. I think I wanted a, mo- a little bit more emotional depth from the older characters, uh, Riko and Shinako. And I think Haru at times just carried the story along a line as the most interesting character. Um, yeah, I hope we get the rest of the episodes, because I think maybe we'll get a little bit more depth of character and storyline, so. We'll see how it goes. Also, I didn't mention it. The the ending sequence, the mid, they had three different, uh, EDs, and the songs weren't particularly stand, they didn't stand out very much, but, in my opinion, of course, but the one, uh, ED animation where it was a horror playing a video game was just amazing. I thought it was great. It was very, very put it in its time frame, which is like early 90s. That was another thing that it was the early 90s. You know, did, did you notice no cell phones and stuff like that? It's great. All right. Next up. Tower of God or Kami no Pol, Streaming on Crunchyroll. 13 episodes. Studio is telecom animation and film. And, uh, sources of digital manhwa by SIU or SIU. Someone please correct me and tell me how that's pronounced. I have no idea. Jones. Action, adventure, drama, fantasy, mystery. Reach the top. And everything will be yours. At the top of the tower exists everything in this world. And all of it can be yours. You can become a god. This is the story of the beginning and the end of Rachel. The girl who climbed the tower so she could see the stars. And Ben, the boy who needed nothing but heart. Frank, Sure,
1: so Tower of God ends in a way that I feel like can only be done by a show that is confident it will be able to tell its story for... A good long while, you know, it probably doesn't help that it's a Crunchyroll original, and it seems like they're putting a lot of money into advertising and stuff like it, so I'm sure that it probably will go on for a while. Um, It's the sort of confidence I kind of admire in a show, you know, we get some interesting twists and turns, and you kind of get a whole, you know, this end is only the start of the story type of ending, which... I do enjoy, and it plays into the feeling that this show has a lot more to offer than what it has shown you over the past couple, you know, of episodes. The biggest negative for me is that the show, I'm not so into its style. Uh, It grew on me over the episodes. It still kind of looks ugly, and it's hard to overlook. So I'm hoping that if it goes on and continues on to a second season that they change it a little bit. I mean, I guess... It's kind of the charm of it, but it, it just wasn't for me. Uh, some of the characters were uneven in their development, but it kind of makes more sense towards the end of the show. You know, the battle system that they, they implemented is also kind of confusing. We have special swords, you know, magical briefcases. The magic system that they have, or like ability system, is also sort of vague but it also seems almost as if that's done on purpose to inject some more of the mystery to the story. It also makes sense given kind of its source material and the way that, you know, it was released in chapters very slowly over a period of time, and it's all kind of about building up the mystery and finding out little things while more questions are are being asked with every answer that we're given. Um, Overall, I think I ended up tuning into the show more for the story than the art and animation and it was fairly enjoyable especially towards the end you know i went in with low expectations but walked out of it looking forward to more episodes so i guess i can't complain too much in that regard you know when you when you're you can go on and continue to watch more of it uh it can't be that bad
0: what do you think jim I've got some dis—I've got some things to disagree with you with, but overall, every time I complain about a shonen show, I always complain about a lack of consequences. Frank, this show has consequences. It really picked up its shonen shorts, started running when there was consequences, and none of the shonen trope ba- arena battle sequences lasted much more than like I episode, maybe an episode and a half. We did complain about the art style, and I still will say it does look a little strange. I'll agree with you on there. But the fight animation is pretty cool. Every time one of those um, the princesses of Jihad princesses of Jihad fight, it looks pretty well done. Um, this show really surprised me in the second half. I really enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to se- to the next season. Everything I expected to happen in this show, just due to the common tropes of shown in anime, <clears throat> I'm talking to you, Kamensanaiya, didn't happen, and I love this show for this. And there are so many characters that were like slightly developed in 13 episodes just enough. We know just you mentioned this, just enough about their powers. Just enough about the briefcase that he carries. Just enough that we're going to get those answers eventually. You know what I mean? I feel that this show did a very good job in 13 episodes that a lot of shows can't do in 26. And I'm really looking forward to uh, season 2. And uh, here's the uh, rap rock I'll say this is a very well done rap rock, uh, ED by, it's called Stray Kids by Slump, and here it is. Mm-hmm. frank what's your new taku ranking for tower of god i
1: went with it is all good i mean uh i enjoyed it especially more towards the end Uh, i I am interested in the overall mystery of the kind of the show itself the tower the powers the weapons even individual characters um honestly if it if if the the style the art style was different I, i could see this being bumped up it just wasn't for me, but I mean, it's enough for me to continue watching. So I guess that that te- that kind of uh, speaks to the strength
0: of the story. I started really down on the show, uh, just be- mostly because of the art style. And because I was just like, oh, here we go again with another one of these shows. I'm gonna say must watch. I thought it started slow and was predictable, but it gets really good by the middle p- middle part, and then eventually consequences happen, and then you care. Once the consequences happen, you give a shit. Like, people die. Characters die in a show. A character dies midway through. This is definitely worth watching, I think. I think I would recommend this to anyone who really, like, is looking for something that's a little bit different out of their show. Ooh, I like that. Doesn't mean I'm just going to like all (laughs) show them, now. See? (laughs) It has to be exception to the rule. And, you know, even with the, you know, kind of ugly art style, it makes it stand out. It looks a little bit different. I think that's the drawing force of, for me, for a show like F- uh, Fire Force, which I'm kind of down on. When it's well animated, I have no problem with the art style. I think the art style is awesome. I think the animation lacks. So the fight scenes kind of get dulled down, but the, the world in the animation, and the art style is pretty cool. I think with this, I think the animation overpowers the art style, but it makes it standalone. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I think, I, I guess that's a good point when you, when you, note that the art style does make it stand out because it definitely does i mean i can't really say of any other show off the top of my head that looks the way that this show does and i could see people being into that look like i'm not knocking it and saying that it's you know terrible completely just for me personally i i just it just doesn't resonate all
0: right let's take a music break by Takikiya. For the show Wave, Listen to Me, or Nami-Yo Kite-Kure, streaming on Shin 12 episodes, the studio Sunrise, for all, they made all the Gundam shows in Code Gist. Sources a manga by Hiroaki Samoa of Blade of the Immortal. Jones. Comedy, drama, romance, seinen. The stage is Sapporo Hokkaido. One night, our heroine Minari Koda spills her broken woes to a radio station worker she meets while going out to drink one night. The next day, she hears the recording of her pitiful grumbling being played live over the air. Minari storms into the station in a rage, only to then be duped by the station director into going into an impromptu talk show, explaining her harsh dialogue. With just one recording, the many eccentric facets of Minari's life begin to pull every which direction as she falls ever deeper into the world. The dangerous world of radio.
1: So I'm going to do something a little fun here. And I actually did not write up a review for this. In the spirit of the show, Minare often does stuff off the cuff. I am going to attempt to do it. And as the show has shown, sometimes it works and sometimes, you know, you fall flat on your face. So here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's
0: do this. And three, two, one. All right. right Cool.
1: So wave. Listen to me. When I think about this show, I think that it kind of sits on its characters, right? It's as with most shows, and the show is about its characters. You have Minare, who is somebody who I would say it feels very real. I, I don't think that she is kind of the person that you want to see yourself in, but I think that there is a level of kind of awkwardness and um genuineness where it kind of makes sense. It kind of resonates with certain people. I, like I said, she's not, like, the very best person, but um, she is one that feels real. And, I mean, a lot of these characters do feel real to me. They do a good job, especially towards the tail end, of kind of tying together characters. And overall... <laughs> this is going yeah, well, terribly, yeah. but this is kind of... <laughs> I thought it would go a lot better than it did. You know what? This waves, listen to me. I actually ended up liking it towards the tail end a lot more than I did in the beginning. I don't know, I guess, what I thought I was getting into when I watched this, but characters, they feel real. You know, the the story is ultimately about radio and kind of what it means to be a radio host. And towards the tail end, she kind of comes into her own and excels at doing the very thing that she just kind of fell into. And I mean, that's really kind of how life works sometimes. You don't always know where you're going and uh, where you end. But um, she ends up, I think, doing something that ultimately she comes to find that she liked doing. Um Animation is fine with it. Uh and um uh, yeah this didn't work as well as I thought but you know what we're all
0: about trying something new Jim what'd you think? <laughs> well done Frank you did a great job. You definitely wouldn't have been hired by the radio station but you're hired here pal. <laughs> uh there's plenty of Japanese specific pop culture references which I'd mentioned before uh with uh Kakushigoto which you will probably have to look up if you want to know what it is. Um an example of it was when I was in Japan another humble brag. I would, I would watch a lot of TV while my wife was getting ready. And, you know, we were up at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And there were a lot of mid-morning infomercials right after the morning news that are set up like a multi-person panel. And then they'll have somebody like sweeping a floor while these people are like talking about it. And I kept seeing this one cross-dressing woman on these shows. And they referenced her on the show, Matsuko Deluxe. I looked up Matsuko Deluxe. I hey, what the fuck is Matsuko Deluxe? And I looked it up. It's this woman, this cross dresser, who sits on these I guess she's a, a, a celebrity in Japan, I have no idea. But I I can get these references. They're very basic references that everyday Japanese people probably get off the like off the cuff. They know what the hell they're talking about, and I'm just like, well, oh, I gotta look this up. So this does take a little research watching the show or some of the jokes you'll miss. But uh I think this show started very strong and I think that it was very funny and over the top, and I think it mellowed out as it went along and it became more of a procedural type of story about Minari and her struggles. I laughed a lot with the show. I think that the, like, over-the-top laughter I had with the show peaked with, like, episode five, when she was... <laughs> it's going to be one of our moments, or one of our episodes, when she's basically um, saying how she's going to kill her ex-boyfriend on the air. Um, I don't think that the... the, the I, it's nothing to say poorly about the show itself. I just don't... I think that the... The early episodes, which you weren't really into, were more over the top and in your face, and I really enjoyed those episodes more than I did the back-end episodes. Not to say that that was a bad show. I think it was a very good show, but I just really thought that they were going to enter like some kind of strange area where every episode was going to be completely over the top, which I really enjoyed at the beginning. But maybe it would have tired me out by the end. You liked it towards the back end. I liked it more towards the front end. Frank, what's your new so topic? So I right?
1: went with it's all good. It is kind of interesting that you had noted that you were more into the beginning than the end, and I obviously was in more t- towards the end than the beginning, because I, I, the show seemed to kind of sell you on over-the-top comedy and it being very silly. Uh, part of the problem that I personally had, which you had rightfully said that it just it just takes a little bit of research is that some of the humor was lost on me just because some of the gags and stuff were so quick and you had to pause and then you would have to look up on Google. And obviously this is very like, oh, boo-hoo me. And it doesn't really mean much, but it uh, Why didn't you, know? you take this
0: from, <laughs> why not this Japanese television Exactly, Peter yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying.
1: So it is, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So it is, there is an added le- level to it. Um, which was a little, it was kind of hard for me to get over. And I guess because of that, it kind of pushed me away. But then with them starting to slow down and seeing things a little more clearly, a little less over the top, a little more grounded, I guess I appreciated that more, um... But it does. I you are right in saying that it definitely seems to be less humorous. There's not like the the tail end episodes aren't really that funny. Um, so it is kind of a bizarre thing because you're sold on one thing and it ends up being another thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's all good. I would say that the show is all it's all good, and I would say that my experiment to try to do something off the cuff was probably. Not good. Borderline, I'm canceling my subscription. Please don't please don't cancel <laughs> this subscription to Nutaku. I apologize. I will do better. We're trying. I'm trying. <laughs> what about you, Jim? What do you think?
0: I I forgot to mention the uh, I like the educational aspects of the show where they showed the guys that were like old school sound oh, effect guys. Yeah, that was so cool.
1: good. The one guy
0: looks like a monkey and the other guy looks like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was so good. Um. Yeah, the funny was. I say it's all good. It was. It was funny throughout the show, but yeah, it was definitely more like more over the top and complete humor at the beginning. I really, really wanted this show to be the best shows, and I enjoyed it. It didn't live up to my expectations, but I definitely would watch a second season, and I am definitely going to read the manga, which is now available. All right, Frank. That's the end of our list. So now it's time. It's time to for our awards. For the Best of Spring 2020, as named by the Notaku Anime Podcast. Shall we start with Best male? Sure, let's shoot. Let's go. Here's your nominees. We got Goto from Kakushi Goto. The main character, the dad. We had Ishigami, who had a big comeuppance this season, in Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. That is the emo video game treasurer, right? Isn't he the treasurer of yeah, the Council? Yeah, I King think Campbell? he's the treasurer, yeah. Miyuki, the president of the Student Council from Kaguya Love Loves War Season 2. And we have our comedy character from Tower of God, Rock, R-A-K. He's the gator guy. He's a scene stealer, everything he's in, especially when he got turned into a little version of himself with little legs. He's kind of built like me, then. So, Frank, I'll let you go first. Who is your best male of 2020? So, I went with
1: Miyuki. Um, You know, he just seems like a genuinely good character, you know, he kind of has his flaws, but he's always pulling for his friends. And there is an episode that we will talk about later that highlights uh, Ishikawa. And he is, you know, he's going through this whole thing and he's got these struggles. And at the end of the day, Miyuki comes out and kind of, you know, takes him under his wing and, and kind of helps him to, you know... Cheer up, I guess, without spoiling too much about that particular episode, uh, which really highlighted to me kind of the strength of his characteristics and how he how he views his friends. I mean, there was a very similar incident that he had in season one um, the fireworks episode, you know, where he was making sure that they got to the fireworks on time. He was at he was at the forefront of that. And uh, I just think he's a great character. So for that reason, he's my best male pick.
0: Yeah, Error on my part. I have it listed as... Ishi- I had it with the wrong name. It's Ishikawa was nominated for Kaguya's on the Lovers War. I don't know what I said. Ishinama or something. I don't know what I put down. I've been doing a lot of typing this morning. Uh, I agree with you on all those points, but i got to go with Goto from Kakushi Goto. He was over the top. He was funny. Um, he was just overreacted to everything. He led women on without knowing it. At one point, he had five different women at a... Sporting event for his daughter because he was asking them all for advice, or they all came to the birthday party. It was just it was a great gag, and the gag kept going for the whole thing. And then he ends up where he does in the final episode, and he's still funny in that. And I'm going with Goto from Kikuchi Goto. So we got Goto and Miyuki. Best female, and we got a couple. We've got Claire in her underwear, all wet, from Gleipnir. We got Fujiwara Chika from Summit Love Is War, always funny. Steals a scene every time she's in it. Haro, from Sing Yesterday to Me, she was amazing. Hime, the daughter from Kakushi Goto, absolutely adorable. And, of course, Kaguya from Kaguya-sama, Love is War. We'll talk about some scenes with her in a little bit, but... Yeah, Frank, I went got?
1: with probably uh, the easy choice, which is Fujiwara. You know, she uh, is, yeah. like you had said, she's a scene stealer. And this season, in particular, as opposed to Last season, I don't think she was given as much play as she was in season 1, but when she does appear, you know, she's great. She's funny. They still have that kind of running joke that they do where um she's she's bubbly, but she's like low-key might be one of the smartest people on the council where the um and you right. know, she has this great bit where she's constantly teaching me uh, Miyuki things and you know she gets very like into it and i just i just love that
0: yeah i like how you know is like what idolizes her and you're like why did she idolize her because she's like classically trained pianist she excels in everything everything she does she does well she's just a goofball i gotta go with haru man haru was the driving force of that thing yesterday for me and i really loved her but she was absolutely adorable and almost cried when she got her man at the end all right, next up, Best OP. Now I'm going to list the shows, and I'm going to list this, the show that they're from, or list the songs I'll list the show they're from, because I didn't do that in the beginning, because, yeah, I'm a little confused. First up, from Glepnir, we got Altern8 by HLECOL forward slash forward slash. Next, Daddy Daddy Doe by Masayuki Suzuki from Kaguya Sama Love Is War Season 2. From Kakushi we got Chisana Hibi from by the group Flumpool, and from Wave Listening to Me, we have Aranami by Takakia. Frank, who you got? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'll go with uh, you know, Daddy, 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 Do Kageyama. I love his voice. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Ja- <laughs> Zaz- is shit. I know you like. That. I love that jazzy.
1: Yeah. The uh, yeah, the visuals on the OP is great, and uh, yeah, if you have the time, actually the music video for it, if you want to take three minutes is great too. Like the physical music. Yeah. So yeah, that's, is. that's that's it for me. That's my choice.
0: All right. I always have a difficult time with the songs. This was down to two songs, but only one do I hum in the shower. And it's Aranami by Takakia from Wave listening to me. You want to listen, guess what the second one was? What was the second one? It's uh, Chisanahibi from, by Flume Pool for Kakushi Goto. Oh. But I'm, Going with the Waveless song, because, man, that song is so friggin' good. I love some Japanese pop rock. Next up, we only have two for this. Here's a, Well, I was talking about it earlier, how it seems like a, we've got a little bit less this season than we did last. Well, it's because we had nine shows, because they all got canceled on us or pushed back. So, Best ED, Kimiwa Tenario by Ichi Otaki from Kakushi Goto. Or Stray Kids by Slump from Tower of God. Uh, right?
1: I went with the Kakishi Goto ED. Um, talking about like humming, uh, that's one that I find myself uh, humming from time to time. There's only two choices, so that made it
0: insanely easy for me to choose this one for best ED. <laughs> this song is amazing. I looked into Mr. Otaki, who passed away. Uh, he was considered by a lot of people to be, like, one of the best songwriters in Japan, which is, like, mind-blowing, but the song's amazing, and it totally makes sense. Next up. Voice acting performance. We only have two. We have Ao Koga, who did Sh- uh, Shinomiya from kaguya Love is War. Season 2, and we have Riho Sugiyama, who did Benare from Wave Listen to Me. Who I went there? with uh, Rio Sugiyami. Yeah, I think that this is, like, an easy one. She was ridiculously over-the-top and amazing the whole show.
1: Yeah, that one was, like, it was pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, just kind of the way that she was able to add such such kind of energy to the character. And it it makes sense for a show that's about a character, you know, voicing things on radio. You kind of have to bring it in that regard.
0: Yeah, she had, like, an intensity and a speed to the way she spoke, but she was, like... Everything was enunciated, and I'm not familiar with Japanese uh, uh, accents, meaning like, you know, from being, like, you know, it's yeah. just like the United States. If you're from Boston, you speak differently than you do when you're in Philadelphia, even though it's only a couple hundred miles. I'm unsure if what the Sapporo accent sounds like, but I'm going to imagine <laughs> that she did it well. <laughs> she, she did a great job, man. That was great. All right, most memorable scene. Oh, how about we do most uh, best worst villain? Oh, wait. We're not giving that away yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Go watch all these shows, and then you won't be uh, spoiled. Most memorable scene. Now, we got a couple of them, and there's going to be a couple of them that aren't on this list. And, uh, okay, here we go. And as as earlier would have spoiled, a couple of them are from Kaguya's office War. Let's start with Kaguya's silly face, when they were all making silly faces. And Kaguya does one that is so ugly, I laugh my ass off. I also don't I don't have one on here, so I'm gonna add that too. So I got Kagi Usama Love is War, the scene where they turn into peanuts characters. Was absolutely amazing. How about the post-credit shojo scene, Frank, from the shojo episode? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it was a good. okay, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it in a second. And Les from Kagi sama Love is War. When Kaguya is training, she's doing her anxiety training, and the way to overcome it is to put her hand on her face was freaking hilarious. And for Wave listening, Wave listened to me, Minari having a dream that she's being attacked by space aliens, abducted, and it's actually a turtle sitting on her face, and it shits in her mouth. This is a tough one, Frank. And I'm going to let you go. All right, so
1: I went with the Kaguya-sama post-credit shoujo scene. It is, in my eyes, extremely creative. The way that it was done, I'm always, like, kind of a sucker for those sort of, like, hey, you know, we're ending the episode, but wait, there's more. And this one is, like, they end the episode, like, halfway through the running time or, like, what it appears to be. And then it's just this whole shoujo scene that's just so over-the-top and so funny and, uh, I, I just loved it. You know, reimagining this show as a purely shoujo thing is, is just something that I feel like only this show can do. And I think it did it well.
0: For a little background on that episode and for that scene, is the, the general theme of one of the segments. Once again, the show is in multiple segments per episode, is that they're trying to get Kaguya to read a shoujo manga that, that Miyuki's sister, like, had an emotional reaction to. So they want to see what her reaction is but she thinks it's childish and she won't do it she eventually reads it i mm-hmm. believe and the whole the whole show turns into a shoujo anime where um yuki and uh what's his name yeah ishikawa are trying to convince they're trying to take uh Kageyo on a date to the Yum. yeah right it's so over the top. It's so silly. One of the great things about this show is how it, it makes fun of its own genre. And I think it's excellent. I'm going to go with that as well. It's so good. There's so – that there's, I mean, the show had so many good scenes. And I love the anxiety training because it just kept throughout the whole season. The rest of the season, once she did that hand on the face thing, it was a running joke for the rest of the show. Every time you saw her no-selling something, they would turn to the other side of her face and her hand would be on it. It was so <laughs> – Alright, best episode. So, once again, a couple from Kaguya-sama. So we'll go through it. We got episode seven, uh, basic premise is that men who wear boxers are man <laughs> And then we got Kaguya giving Miyuki a hand massage, which is ridiculously painful and she thinks it's sexy. And the shogo- shoujo manga scene. We got episode ten, which is the sports festival, sports festival episode, when we meet Miyuki's dad, who is a complete scene stealer. And we got episode eleven, which is the Ishigami episode, which is the tearjerker. Then we have from "Wait, Listening to Me," episode one, where we get our first introduction to how crazy the show structure hopes to be gone, in my opinion. And then we have episode five, where Minari lives out her fantasy of killing her ex-boyfriend on air, which <laughs> this is another ridiculous scene. But Frank, who do you guys? So this one?
1: I went with Kaguya-sama episode. I went with episode eleven. Uh which okay. for me it was it's just highlighted you know Ishig- Ishikawa and I keep saying Ishigami is it Ishikawa it Ishigami or is Ishigami? Ishigami I'm pretty sure it's Ishikawa I don't know I that. well
0: now I, for some reason I got no am Ishigami I the one
1: I have no idea well okay so he you know you get background on why he is the way he is and it is a bit of a tearjerker because we kind of realize that how it's Ishigami. Is it, is it Ishigami? I'm sorry, I'm reading off the one list and it's written like, you see what, I see you see it, Ishigawa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so here it is.
0: I, yeah, I'm correct. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I did it. Maybe it's all my fault. Well, well there I you apologize. go. No, it's, but it's, it's, it's God, my I fault apologize. because I'm terrible with, with names and, uh, pronunciation. So it's episode 11. You right. know, we're getting a lot of backstory with him and why he is kind of the way he is where, you know, he's sort of kind of this emo video game playing character. Uh, but that, you know, he kind of has a sad past and, you know, may have been dealing with bouts of depression and, you know, we kind of see towards the tail end, uh, you know, how, how, how he dealt with it and how he kind of comes to terms with it. And it was, uh, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit much. I I enjoyed it though. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I loved that episode.
0: I liked how he joins, he, so he joins the, uh, cheer team and it's totally out of character for him to join the cheer, cheer team, uh, cheer team. But you find out from his past that he was very athletic when he was young. And, um, you and one of the tropes in anime that I cannot stand is when characters don't have faces, which mm-hmm. is like for background characters. And they did it. And I'll be honest, I sold them short on their ability to use it as use a trope, which they often do. And some of the lovers were and use it as a revealing point. And they did it really well because I was like, why don't these people have faces? This is stupid. And then we find out why. And then we get a whole reason. That was an excellent episode. The sports festival episode was excellent. But the Shoujo mango one was so good. I I gotta go with that one. It was so good. Alright, now, for our mocks award, Midnight Occult Civil Servants, the most anime of anime, mediocrity at its finest, Frank. What do you got?
1: I went with uh
0: yeah. chapado, President, it's time for battle. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, I know you did i because yeah. I did too, <laughs> and it was rigid it's, look it's not that the show was not good. it was not bad. it was perfectly fine anime nothing I would write home exactly
1: about. And, we, and we should probably point that it's not like this is like the worst show of the season too. it's middle of the road you know what I mean no. <laughs> <Blisters are laughs> terrible. so it's not it's like uh it's like a backhanded award to get
0: it really is it's like. Yeah, like, if, if they came out with a season two, sure, I would check it out. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to check it out, but it's the same thing with Midnight Occult Civil Servants, which this is named after. I'm gonna watch more Midnight Occult Civil Servants if it ever comes out. Exactly, yeah. Alright, Joe. <laughs> no, 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 titles. you're right.
1: That's just, what I just wanna say, because sometimes we, you know, we, we, uh, I have a tendency to view Mox almost as like, it's, it's negative, but it, it's not really. It's fine. It's, it's okay.
0: It's Mox. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the hurdle you have to jump between Tripping over it and becoming listeners, <laughs> or jumping over it, and becoming, <laughs> leaping over it, and becoming Kaguya-sama Love is War. Alright, Frank, here it is. To no one's surprise, <laughs> the best show of spring 2020. Frank, what do you got? And why mean, you got I mean, it? I mean, I got Go Kaguya-sama, uh,
1: you know, Love is War, Season 2. Um, it's just an excellent show. We gushed about it in the beginning of it. We continue to gush about it. I, I don't think it'll ever kind of end um, to that point. I think it might be one of the first things, if not the first thing that I ever gave masterpiece to maybe one or two other things, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that'll uh, series serious wise, series wise. Yeah. A on a time. whole, I mean, it's just, we talked about it earlier, and it it needs to be reiterated. This is a show that anyone can watch, and this is a good gateway show into anime too, because of that. So people can see that the genre is more than you know mech shows or whatever kind of thing they have going on in their head that they think it's the genre is. It's just it's a it's just a great show overall. Period. It stands up there with with anything live action
0: or Anything, really. I'm going to say listeners. No. <laughs> Kaya Summers Love's War, I got to agree with you. Season 2 was excellent. I dare say that Season 2 was better than Season 1. The show has done so well. Forget about comedy, even. Character development. Minor characters have memorable personalities. Miyuki's father, who doesn't work, but wants everybody to work really hard. The school principal being over-the-top, dancing. The uh, Kobachi, Ino's mm-hmm. friend, the girl that's... Uh, uh, peppermint patties peppermint patty sidekick peppermint oh peppermint that's yeah, they yeah. were. They were peppermint oh wow patties okay were yeah yes sir that's uh, they even did a peanut scene when I first <laughs> saw her I was like that's Pepperm- oh it's it's that's who it is she's great the cheer team was great they were over the top and they were ridiculously positive they were great this has been two excellent seasons and can we see, I think this is one of those shows we're gonna remember for years it's hard to say but it's definitely one of those like the most gen- genuinely enjoyable shows that I've ever watched. And I think it is something you could recommend, as you said, to anyone as a gateway show for people that like stories that are based in day-to-day reality while still being completely over the top. I love this show. I can't wait to spread the gospel of kaguya sama Love <laughs> is War to people, especially once it's streaming on multiple platforms. It's like this is definitely a show that I think everybody should watch and get a kick out of. Can we agree? We agree. Excellent.
1: We do agree. Uh, yes. All right. <laughs> Anything else to add? No, to I mean, I also... I Well, yeah, I guess I have a little bit more. It does a good job. It's one of those rare shows that you can go in not having any expectations, any knowledge, any expertise on anything and enjoy it. But as you had pointed out, there's so many layers to this show, too, that it rewards you for being a fan of anime, being a fan of really obscure 60s sci-fi television you know what I mean like there's like and that's yes. always a good thing to me because it's I didn't catch that but you did and you loved it for it so it's like that's the sort of show that I want to see more of I think it's it's just
0: great all right Frank what do you got is your final ranking start from the
1: kaguya Love is War season 2 I got uh Kakushigato I got Kalipner Sing Yesterday for me I have Tower of God I have Wave Listen To Me. I have shot she she shot Pato. President, it's time for battle. Arte, and I have listeners rounding up the end. What
0: do you got, Jim? A little flip-flops for me, but I got Kaguya Son of Love his War, Season 2 on top. Kakushi Goto. Tower of God. I, I know, it's shocking. <laughs> I love that show. Wave Listen To Me. Sing yesterday for, well, mind you, Wave Listen To Me for, a lot of this was to the top of my most anticipated list. Then I have Sing Yesterday for Me, Gleepner, Arte, Sachi Bado, President's Time for Battle, and then Way <laughs> Down in the Jungle Deep, listeners. That thing should be forgotten. I can't wait to forget I even watched it. All right, Frank. So, we have to watch something. And I want to know what to watch in our interim while we wait for summer 2020 in two weeks kick us in the dick with probably a bunch of bad shows Um, I don't think this is really up for debate I'll just tell you what to watch (laughs) that's fine Mario Kata's newest film A Whisker Away is on Netflix it's an hour and a half we've got a lot of news to talk about next week spoiler alert I'm done season 5 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer so we'll talk about that Another spoiler alert. <laughs> so we have a lot to do. So we'll, how about we review the Mario Kata film, a whisker away. That
1: sounds amazing because it was something that I was probably going to watch anyway. So that works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am going right. to watch it. So let's do it for as the well, podcast yeah. as well. And I love <laughs> Mario Kata. <laughs> cool. I can't wait till I can buy more manga. I'm still waiting to read the rest of the, Oh, Maiden's means your Savage season. All
1: right, Frank, you got anything else to I add? I do not know.
0: Let's, yeah, go, let's home, go home. Let's go home. I got some work ahead of me. I'm going to start some oh, more bagels. Thanks for joining us this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast. Send us questions, show requests. Our email is Nutaku2019 at or gmail.com and we'll talk about them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify and give us five stars, stars, stars on Apple Podcasts. Stick around afterwards for the spoiler heavy episode, What the Villain of Tw- Spring 2020? Psyche! You're going to have to listen to us some more. <laughs> Please subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. Gumbate.